Hi, this is the Now Showing Podcast number 12. Number 12. For yep. the 23rd of August. And we've got a really interesting podcast for today. Yeah, a couple of previews. Previews, yeah. Uh, well, a couple of reviews. Yeah, previews. Well, when I say previews, previews like yeah, movie like trailers. Teaser, yeah, teaser trailers that came out. And we've got a couple of reviews as well at the end. Yeah. Um, this has been pretty interesting, especially for DC. DC, yeah. DC are hitting pretty hard they're right now. Pretty, they're pretty dropping everything that they can. Um, DC fandom. fandom so, yeah, DC so, fandom, I mean. Yeah, so Sorry. for anyone who isn't aware or isn't a DC fan... Um, DC fandom is actually currently happening um, in the States and it, uh, it's kind of like a comic con but just for yeah. DC content. During the um, DC fandom a couple of trailers, trailer, uh, uh, sorry, teaser trailers were released of some pretty big titles um, including the Snyder Cut for um, the Justice League, the Batman from Matt Reeves, and the Suicide Squad from James Gunn. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about these. Yeah, we? we'll talk about the first one, which is the Snyder Cut. Obviously, they show only a glimpse of new footage. Yeah. And Zack Snyder talks about it. Um, yeah, I think it looks pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we've got some, uh, we've got some gifts on our website. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually an amazing trailer. It's it's interesting to think that he's fleshed out so much more, and then obviously when it was taken over by Josh Whedon, all that stuff just got cut. Yeah, I think Josh Whedon from just from you know we can't really go on much other than the teaser trailer that we've seen today, but just going on that. What I've what what I've seen of that it just it looks to me like it's like a completely I wouldn't say a completely different movie but it has a completely different vibe to it. It is very much a darker, yeah, well, even, grittier kind of film. Even when Zack Snyder is talking about like, oh yeah, there's so much more to this, yeah, and, and yeah. it's just like it's just so interesting to think that what other movies out there which have just been cut down exactly. so much. That's what we were talking about earlier today. Yeah. It's, it just gives you the the whole um, you know the whole idea of how many other movies have have been treated this way, um, because Jeremy and I were actually talking about it earlier on, and, and you know you get director's cuts and um, extended cuts and all that sort of thing that comes from movies when they're released on their DVDs and Blu-rays, um, so clearly there is a market for this this kind of thing for fans, um, and you know being able to see. A completely different iteration of a movie that you've already seen in theaters that never happens this is actually a very very rare moment in moviedom yeah and yeah. it's all pushed by fans yeah exactly crazy. yeah completely this, this whole thing was started by i, I think uh, according to dc fandom they interviewed one of the originators of the um movement the movement yeah the snyder cut release the snyder cut hashtag movement on social media um, and she was from China. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's very dedicated to the cause. Very dedicated. But it's just yeah, like it's 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 gonna be interesting. I yeah. mean like even if you're not a real big fan of D C it'd be interesting as, you know, like a historical point almost to see how much exactly. is actually added to this exactly. because Yeah. From a critic's perspective it's gonna be It's gonna change everything. Yeah, it's gonna be so interesting having to be able to um, look at a movie from a different, completely different director's perspective, which, you know, as I said, is very rare. You do get like director's cuts, but I don't think this is the same as a director's cut. No, this is, yeah. I think, like 
super extended director's yeah. special edition. edition. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's wild. And, the then, and one of the really interesting things I think that fans want want to see is like the the darker version of um, you know so some of the things that happen in the film, such as um, uh, Aquaman meeting Batman for the first time. Apparently, yeah, that whole sequence. The whole is sequence a is lot, that's more so violent. interesting. Yeah, yeah. like it's actually completely different in every way to the theatrical release. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and also just seeing Batman in his darks, in his really, really, what was it? It's like all black. All black. Same as Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing Superman, and, you know, and, and there's also some really, you know, um, what I was saying, like there are some, there are a couple of touchy-feely scenes that you see in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, that I think just piece yeah, everything together. Yeah, I think they, I think it's quite interesting. Um, I think this movie seems to be more about Cyborg than anything else. And he did say that. Yeah. Zack Snyder did actually... Um, confirmed that this that that this is this movie has a lot of information about Cyborg that fans haven't seen. Yeah. Well, in the, in the film version anyway. Yep. So amazing. Just yeah, really yeah, really amazing. DC fans are have been really treated today. I tell you that. Yeah. Um, and and you know I'm not really a Justice League fan, but I am a fan of Batman, um, the, the character, and we were also treated to the first te official teaser trailer. Of the Batman with Robert yep. Pattinson, and it looks pretty wild. It looks amazing with a capital A. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's interesting to drop a teaser trailer, and and Matt Reeves did actually say that there's only twenty five percent of the movie made. Yeah, he can enough to that. pull a trailer from that. Exactly, and 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 that's the thing. The trailer had so much depth to it. Yeah. I mean, when you think that this is only a quarter of the film that's been made, and they've taken shots from the, those scenes that have been already filmed. It's amazing what they did with that in terms of the trailer because yeah. this is only supposed to be a teaser. But yeah, obviously, yeah, they they don't show everything. No, but they do show um, Selena Kyle meeting um, meeting Batman. Batman for the first time as 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 in Catwoman and Batman, Batman destroying looks like Joker's like henchman. Is it Joker or is it Riddler? I, I think know. Riddler's featured in yeah. this. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there there was actually a lot of information I didn't know about all of these films that the directors revealed in their dis in their um, interviews with um, people at Fandom, and some of the things that 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 were they revealed. Like, I had no idea that um that I knew the Riddler was going to be in this this Batman, but I I had no idea that the um the Penguin is also going to be featured in this one. That's cool. Yeah. So that's really amazing. Yeah. Robert Pattinson looks cool. Yeah, yeah, he looks really, really good. And it's and it's set during a very turbulent time for Batman Year Two. Year Two, yeah. So yeah. Year Two of his um, coming to grips with his character and how they expand on that story. So it's not an origin story. That much is very, yeah, and very I, clear. Thank God, thank because God. I think it's the same with Spider Man as well. I think it's been done. It's just been done so yeah. much. It's been covered in full by yeah. every other director out there. So. Yeah, so really pumped. The, if you haven't had a chance to see the trailers, they are all online now. Yeah. Um, you've got to watch them, so get to it. And the final uh, trailer that we saw was from James Gunn, and it was for The Suicide Squad. Yeah, and it's not really even a trailer. It's more like behind the scenes. Yeah, it was a bit behind the uh, scenes. This is, this, is, this is quite interesting because James Gunn has always been a huge Marvel person, and now he's DC. Yeah. And yeah. like what happened? When you said that to me this morning, I was like, "Oh yeah." Guardians of the Galaxy. Now yeah. he's doing Suicide Squad. Yeah. And there were just a couple of things he kind of said in that, and I was like, "I yeah. don't know what happened between him and Marvel to yeah. do this jump." Yeah, exactly. 
well. I mean, I, I don't think you know. I don't think creatively a director should should limit themselves to any any I know, genre but like or any kind of yeah yeah. But it's it sort of is a little bit. It does beg uh, beg, um, beg the question. You know, like what happened for him to leave Mar the Marvel area and go to all the Marvel genre. Yeah, like Marvel super. But like. It's it's DC weird to see the same characters come back, but it's not the same story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this is different. Okay, so the just for anyone that that doesn't know, the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad film that James Gunn is making now is not in any way connected to the other film. It's just so. Weird. It's not a sequel. Yeah. It's not yeah. a sequel. It's a standalone movie. Yeah. I think you said what was like set in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, yeah, set in the seventies. I think. Yeah, yeah, which is a. Again, quite interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, and again, you know, I, I like the Suicide Squad, but I was never a really big fan when I was a kid no. of those comics. No. Nah. No. Nah. I, I wasn't, I mean, in the last movie, kind of just put a real... I, and you know what? Yeah, I kind of had a, a kind of... I, I think it kind of took the wind out of my sails a bit for this because I was really hoping the Harlequin movie would be really, really good and it just was pretty average. Yeah, Birds of Prey was okay. I think this would be better because um, James Gunn's quite... I would say dark comedy as well, and this will probably play pretty well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of characters returning for this. Obviously, Harley Quinn, yeah. which is one of the bigger ones. Um, but yeah, a lot of that. This is the really weird thing about it is that a lot of the characters from the original film that has no relation to this film at all, they are, re, um, you know, they are coming back for their roles. And there's a couple of new characters. Yep. Couple new characters as well. So yeah, so check out those trailers. Yeah. Um, you can see them on YouTube. Just do a search. You'll get them straight away. There's hundreds of people uploading right now. Um, and yeah, so it's trending. Yeah, yeah, it's trending. <laughs> DC hard. fandom is trending. Yeah. funnily enough. Um, so yeah, that's us in DC that's fandom. That's us, DC fandom, and now it's on to the movies. Movie reviews, yeah. And um, we've seen a lot of new ones and a, a little revisit. Um, yep. The first major movie we've seen so far this week has been Spree. Oh gosh. Yeah. And they really came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm really impressed. It's really impressive to see. The kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. And you know what? I never liked <laughs> I never liked that I character. I never liked it. Wow. I never liked the character in Stranger yeah. Things. But but him playing this role, can't, I'm sorry we don't have names, but it's the, the I can't remember what his name is. He's the brother of is he the brother of one of them? I don't know. Yeah, yeah we don't know. We, we watch Stranger Things, but we just, we're not really into Stranger Things, as you can tell. So it's the one of the main characters from Stranger Things, and he plays a social media addict. Social media influencer. Yeah, social media influencer well, I would on say, Instagram. I would say who wants to be a who social wants, media yeah. influencer. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying, he's, it's basically, trying yeah, it's basically him trying to, trying to break the cycle of not being able to get yeah. any, anyone watching any of his video clips. So if you... He's trying to be viral, and yeah. um, his his one thing is to go viral. That's it. That's all he cares let's about. Let's just say he goes viral. <laughs> um, it's it's really interesting. Like it's, I think it, it captures this age very well. Like like the hosted. The host. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like thirty years from now, you're gonna look back at this movie and go, "It's not really relevant, but it's relevant for this time." Definitely. Yeah. And he captures and the scary yeah he captures some scary things he really does like the yeah the scary thing about this film is how not only how relevant it is and how relatable yes well if you exactly relatable I yeah. mean I, I do the social media thing Jeremy doesn't as much but okay I, I'm not saying I would go out and do what this kid yeah. what this kid decides to do but um but that whole 
idea of someone being so addicted to their social media personality and then just doing anything that they possibly can to get likes and get views. That's what this what, movie, that's what yeah, this movie co- concentrates on. What I on. loved about him is he felt justified. He was like, yeah, okay, I'll yeah. call this person. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's going to give me 30 views or whatever, 100 views. So the word spree, when I first saw that, I wasn't sure what it meant. I think it's a dual meaning. But I, no, well, I thought of the only meaning. The only meaning. Killing spree. Yeah, exactly. Killing spree. But it's, it's, how convenient. Yeah. It's the name of the taxi Uber service. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Spree. Yeah. So he, so he tries to, as a way of getting views, he tries to, um, to give a, like a behind the scenes look of himself as an Uber driver. Well, it's called a spree driver, but yeah, Uber driver for us. And... That has some really interesting, well, yeah, interesting like, and, and events what, occurring. It's really interesting because obviously you don't really know what's happening. And then... For the first part of the film, yeah. You kinda, yeah. You're kind of like, what's going on with, with this kid? <laughs> this kid is just... This kid's just not... There's something I, about this kid that's not yeah. right. He, he played a, an amazing psycho. He was so believable, I tell you. Yeah. And the thing that was the thing that was so disturbing about it was how unfazed he was. Yeah. Like he was not phased one bit doing what he was doing. And in his mind, he was that's how, I mean that, that's how addicted he was to to this one, you know, getting everybody to watch his video clips because but in his was, mind, he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so sad about it is people were just egging him on. But, and that's that's and that is the other thing that I found disturbing about this yeah. movie is that is that the people behind it, like like the people he's trying to attract, they were all supporting him, even during the most the most darkest moments but in the that's, film. But that's cliche of like you know like Twitch streamers yeah, and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it, yeah. You have it, to be really out there to do to get the views. You have to be slightly psychotic to do what this kid did. I tell you that now. But he got what he wanted, and then some. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And if, if you have a chance to watch it, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, talk about one of the most relevant films for the yeah, day. Yeah, definitely very. relevant. I mean, it, this it really taps into that whole, just that whole community of like social media addicts and influencers. You know, in, in such a dark way, you really should see it. It's it's really good. We yeah. we gave it a four out of five. Four out of five, and it's, uh, it's definitely five. worth it. Yeah. Um, the next movie is. Again, another really underrated movie, uh, The Burnt Orange Heresy. Very different kind of movie, um, this one, but nonetheless pretty good. Very tight. It's characters very focused was, on like essentially what four actors. Yeah, exactly. And then it obviously expands, but um, how well the characters are played. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what it's about? Well, it's essentially uh, art critic um, that gets invited place. to... A really rich person's home, and then this story pretty pretty, pretty much progresses from there. But he finds out that a, a, a particular painter is there who has Very been famous one. He's been what like, like in hiding or hiding or, yeah, or in um, exile in what well, exile <laughs> yeah. hiding for Self-exile. the last sixty years, Self-exile. and then yeah, there's more to it, but. Um, but it's just again, it's another movie that's very much inside the person's mind. Yeah, you know, that's what I think it, it had in common with Spree. There's nothing in common at all apart from that. No, for me. but I think they both. I don't want to spoil it, but um, Clay Spang was really interesting in it, and yeah. I think he showed a lot of depth. Yeah. Than like his so most most other movies. Obviously, he played Dracula. Yeah. So Clay Spang is is the actor that played Dracula in. 
BBC's Dracula, Dracula. Which and he was also in played Arthur, which screened in January this he, year. He also played an amazing um, role in the Square. The Square, which I think yeah. was pretty much his breakout role. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say that, but like to yeah. us, it's his breakout role. Um, and this, it's he was amazing. Yeah. Like very, very really believable. Cool. And and he actually he he played an art critic in in the Square as well, didn't exactly, he? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. he worked in an art he, museum. Yeah. So obviously he had that experience going from in this film, and he is really believable in this. Um, like even more believable. I, in this. For the longest time, I was I, I was thinking what to categorize this, and mm. I would say it's it's a thriller. It's horror. For ho- oh well, yeah, 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 kind of because there's some horrible. Yeah, whoops, almost spoiled yeah. it. Hor- yeah, so so it's got elements of horror, but I wouldn't classify it as no, a horror. Thriller, thriller, mystery, yeah, drama. Thriller, mystery, drama. Um, who else was it? Donald Sutherland was Donald, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Was Donald Sutherland. Yeah. He's it, just it amazing. It actually had a very good class. Uh, yeah. Sorry, cast. And the actress is, oh, I always forget her name, out of um, the Harry Potter movie. Not Harry Potter, but the, the last the last um, big Harry Potter movie that, that came out. Based on Harry Potter. What was it? The one about the magic. Oh. Uh, she was in that. Yeah. 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 She was she in was that. She was in that? Yeah. Okay. And she was also in the new Tenet. In Tenet. In Tenet. Yes. Yeah. So I can't remember. Dibiki, I think her name is. Yeah. Anyway, she's in this and she plays a, a really interesting part. Yeah. A really difficult part to play, I would imagine. But yeah. 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 And, and a lot of things happen. So so most of it is focused on Clay Spang's character and her yeah. But um, also, yeah, as we said, Donald Sutherland is amazing in this as the artist, as the really eccentric artist that, yeah. that Clay Spang's character is trying to get close to. And there was also Mick Jagger as the and rich dude. Mick Jagger was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was... like, how hard is it to play a rich... <laughs> a rich, crappy... popular, <laughs> yeah, art-loving... Like snob. Kind of snob, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> But nah, he's not he was snob, he was amazing. Yeah, he was really good in this. Yeah, yeah, and um, what I loved about his character was his interactions with Clay Spang's character. Yeah, because you know what, like Clay Spang's character in this was very interesting because he was like a sly fox, but <laughs> yeah. the sly fox will always get beaten by, by an even slyer fox. By a slyer fox. <laughs> yeah, and Mick Jagger's character was just oh yeah, man, you always can, you can playing the chess. Exactly. Yeah, you can sort of see Mick Jagger saying. You know what, bro? I'm much better at this game than you. Yeah, that's why he's super rich. That's yeah. why you're just yeah, an art critic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But really that, good. I actually think it has one of the best conclusions I've seen in a movie in a very really long time. Mm. Um, it does wrap it up, and it's yeah. That's why I was thinking about you know, like almost like a curse, almost yeah. or yeah. It's one of the most insane endings. And it's very different. It's it starts off like very drama focused, and then it ends very like almost on the edge of your seat kind of thriller thing. Like, One thing I will say is, if you do decide to watch this film, watch the flies in the film. Yeah, the the fly a fly like a normal house fly. The flies in the film feature something very important. Yeah, yeah about the about the plot. Mm. And if you if you keep your eyes focused on them, you'll soon get you you will soon get the the very. Um, like what is it the very dark thing that's playing yeah. underneath yeah 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 absolutely loved it what did we give this one three and a half worth it yeah three and absolutely. a half absolutely and the last one was um <sighs> last God, one we, we've been really lucky we have been it's been really good um, this the week. hater the hater the hater now the hater has uh came out of nowhere for me i i had never really heard of it before um i saw a trailer and i was intrigued from yeah. the trailer 
was, I was just thinking, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, and in a sea of, um, I would say, kind of average Netflix movies, this is this is yeah this is top tier stuff. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's directed by the guy that did Corpus Christi. Yeah, you did say that. And, yeah. um, and Corpus Christi. And I think The Hater is also another part of a series of films that he's done. Um, it is absolutely, yeah, very relevant for this time as well. Again, yeah, it is. So, yeah, the main the main character is The Hater, and you yeah. and, and you, you get to see why it's titled that, that for a reason. Essentially, it's he's like Christian Bale with a social media account. Yeah, Christian Bale. I mean, sorry, no, um... The character he plays in, in, in American in Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman with, with a social media account. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Bateman with a social media and... account. So so basically he's um yeah, he gets hired he's it's kinda of weird because he, he doesn't like like you don't really know much about him. Like you don't really know much about him until you start seeing through all the people that he meets that, that he's known from his past. How they scratch little bits away from his part, like that, yeah. you know, little things he doesn't. You kind of get the impression that he's a kind of shady dude, and oh yeah, very, it's a very psychological yeah. film. I thought too, like I would call this psychologically, yeah. uh, sorry, a psychological thriller. Yeah, it's very chess. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, and then you slowly kind of, kind of get the idea of what he's about, but what you don't get is the big. The big game that he's playing. Yeah, the long, the and long, I, yeah, the I, long game. And I, I, I kind of get the impression that he knew what he was doing, and I kind of get the impression that he was kind of rolling with it. But yeah, at the same time, yeah. So he was very adept at changing his, change, yeah. you know, changing paths on wherever it was that the path kind of led. Yeah. And if he didn't like it, then he would cut somewhere else. So, so it's it's really all about how he's trying to become someone. Yeah. That people via take social notice. media. So he yeah, essentially works for a social media company. That can pretty much make or break people. Yeah, and, and his, um, that's why it's called the hater because his hater. yeah because his his role is primarily to to, to spread hate and to destroy people's yeah. Online. livelihoods yeah, on the online. internet, and yeah. it does get kind of political, but at the same time I think it's just more of him kind of showing his kind of, almost like showing his fantasy almost yeah. like sadistic, yeah but it goes it goes very, very dark, dark at the end. Yeah. Like you can, you can just see, you just have that. It's it's like I was saying like last week, I think, all the week before. You just get this feeling of bad crap's Dread. gonna fricking happen. Yeah. yeah, like foreboding. Yeah, yeah. You, it's like with certain films, you just get that 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 horrible kind of chill. Yeah, like you just know something bad is gonna happen, <laughs> and something bad does. We can't tell you what it is, but if you want to know, you should watch it. I tell you one thing: the end was. It, it goes zero to a hundred. Yeah, like it was brutal. like when it happens, zero to a hundred in seconds. And what's amazing about it is how he came out on top. Like he he came yeah, out on top. Yeah, that, that, that blew with, me away. You know, like tef, you know, like a Teflon man with yeah. you know that where where crap, crap doesn't stick. Crap to doesn't you. stick. He came out on top, and that's, that's the most what amazing he's, part he's, about he's this. He's got film. the big brain. He's playing exactly. the chess. He's out board. like he's literally outplaying everyone in, in this game. Although there to look at him. That's the thing, though, right? To look at him, you wouldn't think that, right? He, he looks like some some little nerd. Oh, man. <laughs> like the, looked, the conversations you know, he was having at the end, it was just yeah. like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. very like, like Corpus Christi, you know, like Corpus Christi did have a very kind of dark end. Yeah, it did, yeah. 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 So, I mean, and, you, and the thing is, you don't really see it coming. You, you kind of get a feeling something's going to happen, but you don't actually know on what scale. And, the, and like his plan... 
like when, when it, it just blows your mind when you realize what he's done yeah yeah when you realize what he has actually done to get to this point and in that respect it's very much like spree like they they kind of had the, the the two main characters kind of had that same end goal in mind the only difference is yeah well the, the only guy difference and the hater is... was a lot smarter yeah <laughs> And he actually pulled it off, whereas and the guy in Spree... He was the type of dude that would just let the let the, the cards just fall. Where they, he just yeah. didn't care. Yeah, yeah, he really didn't. And that's what made him so yeah. dangerous, really. Yeah, because what I mean, what's worse than a person that has nothing to care about? Yeah. You know, the, and obviously the dude with the hate, the, the, the character in the hater did. Yeah. He knew exactly what he wanted. Yeah. And, and he went for it. And he was like, he was so built on being hated... That he kind of just fed off yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, and it actually made him even, even more better at, what he, was at doing. what he was doing. Yeah, because he's he was bringing in all that hatred into into himself almost and feeding off it, like you said. And I just, just yeah, yeah, that that kid's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's it's a pol It's all subtitled because it's a Polish film. Yeah. Um, but really, this I this kid, this yeah. actor, he's going to be big. I wouldn't be amazed if it turns like into an American movie or something. Yeah, and and the really astounding thing about it is Netflix is very hit and miss when it comes to good movies, yeah. but this one is definitely one of the ones yeah. on our list, top of our list from Netflix, especially this year. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So do not miss it if you get a chance and you've got Netflix, watch it. It's great. Okay, so we we're, we're going back. We're gonna another thing we're doing is we're gonna go for a little marathon as we do. Um, to kind of like original trilogies that kind of just really impacted. Well, everything. Everything. Yeah. Society, and like, yeah. The first part of the um, movies we're marathoning is the Matrix trilogy. So, yeah. So it, everyone should know now that the Matrix 4 is being made. We don't know anything about it. Nothing has been revealed. Um, other than we know who's who, who they've cast. Yeah. They've cast. Obviously Keanu Reeves is returning as Neo. And Carrie Ann Moss is returning as Trinity, um, and they've they've named a few others as well, um, but some of those characters are unknown. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I'm I'm cool with that. But at the same yeah. time, um, the Matrix is one of those series of movies that kind of shuts it. Obviously, we we just started the first one. Yeah. 1999. Yeah, we finished that and one. And Jesus watching Christ, it. watching it again, you can see why it's such a amazing movie for its time, and it actually holds up pretty well. And that was the other thing that we I was looking at too yeah. is is when you see the in, in the Matrix. Remember, the Matrix is the first of the trilogy. Yeah. When you see the special effects um, and and the sets that I actually they created, think, I actually think so um, well done visually. It's actually a lot better than two and three, even though two and three did create a lot of like special kind of mm. stuff for for those movies. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Comparing even the Matrix to like uh, Blade, which was I think a year before, certain parts of the Blade were when it's CG with yeah, those things. Really bad. They just look cringy. <laughs> yeah. Why with this? Like yeah. the shots of the Nebuchadnezzar, the squiddies, it yeah. looks. Pretty good. Even the opening sequence, when when you're going down a um, a telephone line, literally, <laughs> and it's, it's all, actually, all those flashing lights. Yeah. it actually looks really, really good for a movie that was made and or released and in nineteen ninety. And it's crazy to think when I when I was speaking to Julie about like the uh, the only other movie at that time I ever thought of the Waskowskis was Bound, which was, yeah, a, les was a, a lesbian love story. Yeah, 
how do you go from there to to the matrix to the matrix yeah well you know the matrix had has had, took like 10 years to write and you can see why yeah it's very well crafted yeah. you can compared to the other two films yeah. it's obvious why the matrix was so good just little things like watching it again and like going, oh god! I didn't notice like, that last time. Didn't last time, and yeah. I always knew about it, and I forgot for the longest time. Uh, was it when was it Cipher calls Neo Copper Top? No, not Cipher. No, sorry, who? No, no, no. You're talking about Switch. Switch calls. Switch calls him a, a Copper, copper top. top. Now that you know what, that's actually a really important line. Yeah. Because she's referring to him as a battery. A, battery exactly because that's what they actually yeah. that's what everybody and then like at that point you're like and she yeah what? yeah neo and neo doesn't react to it which i, f I thought was quite interesting because he was more worried about the threat <laughs> she was making with the gun pointing yeah. at him but she does actually say that so listen here copper top yeah we don't have time yeah and, and, and if you never yeah. saw it yeah you would wonder what the hell yeah yeah but th but that's also the beauty of watching re-watching a movie is because and we have seen this multiple times this is actually considered one of my favorite films of all time yeah. um, and i'm not ashamed to say that no i think it's fantastic like, there's yeah. nothing to be ashamed about it's actually very well crafted like everything about it it's a long movie but at yeah. the same time you it's have to include thing. you don't notice the time it's the th that's the thing i mean obviously we were watching it quite late at night yeah and um you know you know when you watch movies late at night sometimes you don't always pick up everything but with this movie i was so alert and you don't notice that it's two hours and 16 minutes long which is actually pretty long but pretty it does cram a lot like yeah like it does mythically and story-wise and action mm. and let's face it just so much so many movies copied this and yeah. so many movies and it copied so many movies yeah like when you look at this when you look at the matrix yes you see something unique but you can also see how how the wachowski brothers got to the got to what My they God. did in this movie you know what's crazy from previous movies uh, that when we we're watching uh that shutter tv show cursed, cursed talking about yeah. the crow cursed films yeah yeah, we'll, we'll do. Yeah, we'll cover that. Soon. We'll cover that. Yeah. But there's a sequence in the crow where he's running across the rooftops. It's yeah. exactly the that same. That is it. That is the sequence. And it's exactly the same and sequence. Even the blade jump as yep. well. Exactly yep. the same. And, and they and the Wachowski brothers have actually confirmed that that they, they they took a lot of things from a lot of places. Yeah, but it's awesome. I think it's great. I think sometimes, sometimes as a writer, you have to take everything. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, you know, the sequences looked very similar. Yes, but. The, the story had nothing at all in relation to any of those other movies. And no. that's what that's what I really respect about the Wachowskis is that they took they took something, you know, they, they, they never said it was original. They took something from other films and made it better yeah. and made it their own, which is why I really respect them as directors and writers. And that's one of the reasons why I, I am very, very excited for the next movie because even though nobody really knows what's going on and we can all guess what's going on, you, you know that at least one of the, the... I mean, one Wachowski is behind the writing of it. And, and this is what I'm, I'm a bit dubious about. Yeah, because it's only Lana, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm really worried about. And it's it's no offence to Lana if she's, if she's the only person that's writing in it. It's that, why did it take so long? Mm, to get there. To, to, to get to, to get this to point. Film. There were rumours yeah, long well, ago yeah, that they were going to do a standalone Morpheus movie. Yep. I that, would be pretty happy with that. I, yeah, I remember that so clearly. Um, but apparently, they will be touching on that in this in the next film. It's just so weird to wait this that long. long. Yeah, because they've hired I can't remember the actor's name. I'm sorry, 
Um, but apparently this is the reason why, I read recently, is why Lawrence Fishburne was not and um, I'm really invited to come back because they are using a much younger version of his character Morpheus in the yeah. film. Um, and it's been confirmed by Lawrence Fishburne that he was not invited back. I'm pretty pissed about that. Yeah, he, he, he did an interview very recently, which I read about. And you know mm. what? Just Excuse like, me. Even <coughs> his character in the whole of The Matrix was just, man. You know, the thing is, with the, this is the thing with The Matrix, is that the characters were so wonderfully written and, and so just, I don't know, they were just so relatable. But, but you know what? Until until I saw last night's, until, until I watched it last night, I never really thought of Cypher as Cypher's point of view like wh why would you think of Cypher you know because yeah, Cypher was but, I, but he was so important to the story but like yeah more about it and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it jeez it's a bit <laughs> late now <laughs> um is like I really wish they built more on his character yeah I, I, I totally forgot he, he's been nine years yep never, nine I never years, thought of that until then like when that's you, a long time yeah. being waddling and crap. Yeah. And but but so you don't think about that when you see it the first time or even the second time because yeah. you're not focusing on Cypher, you're focusing on Nia and you're yeah. focusing on Trinity and Morpheus because they are such great characters. But Cypher's story is actually extremely interesting. Yeah. Because when you watch it and you listen for this for everything Cypher's talking about, he you actually realize from uh, Agent Smith, when he's having that discussion with him at the table, yeah. you actually realise how long he's been, Cypher's been in the real world, which is, you know, the world outside there, of the Matrix. There was a couple of things I, I really wanted. Nine years. Nine years. Nine years of struggle. I mean, that's a long time for anyone. There's a couple of things I, I, I always wondered, and it's Matrix is definitely one of those movies, when he meets Neo just before he gets put in to speak to... The agent okay. and he turns off the monitor was that the plans to make the weapon oh yeah see, the weapon that he uses see, like the, the, yeah, yeah yeah the lightning gun but yeah. the other thing as well did he make the lightning gun or did the the agents give him the plans of the lightning yeah. gun Oh, was it was is that what he was looking at on the monitor I don't know oh no nah, I thought he turned it off because he was communicating because right, he, he was waiting for yeah, he and was he was waiting for obviously yeah. everyone to go to sleep. Yeah. But I was thinking about that for the longest time. Did the agents give him, or did mm. he actually craft it? Mm. And, and even though that seemed like an incredibly dumb thing, but there's just so much. Not really, to... because you don't. Because the thing is, you don't see that weapon anywhere yeah. until that point. So it actually looks to me like he crafted it. Yeah. And and the thing is, you need to understand that all all those people that are part of like you know they're all ex-computer hackers, the majority of them. Yeah. So he would be smart enough to know how to do that. But that's actually really interesting. I never thought I about never, that. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the longest time. And obviously um, the interaction at the very start where he gives the, um, <laughs> the disc to Troy... Choi. And there's Choi. little and it's a little gang. Choi. Neo. <laughs> oh not Neo's little gang, you mean Choi's Cho little Choi's gang. little gang. Yeah. What is that? Like yeah. they, they mention it in a previous movie script what it is and yeah. then obviously they took away that part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that there are so many even after all this time there are so many questions that the that the Matrix and and that just goes to show how influential this film has I think, been. I think the most important thing sometimes with movies is if you still talk about it after it's finished it's doing something really right. Exactly, yeah. You don't want to go to a movie and 
and you ask me a question, you won't think. I just <laughs> shake, <laughs> I shake my head and walk out. This was definitely not one of those. Yeah. I just like yeah, yeah. That's the thing with the Matrix. It has so many levels, uh, so so many just layers to it that make it such a great film. And you know what? It is a really nice movie, but I love those old Nokia phones. I love... The Nokia phones are amazing. I yeah. would... If they released those phones again now, I would buy they one. They have. They actually have. What? The, the flip... No, 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 no. The flip one, yes, but not the not the one that flips down. No. It's very budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, not like smart, that. right? It's not smart. No. no yeah, no. it's not a smartphone. See, that's... I'm talking about a smartphone version of that, that phone. Even, it's still even, one of the most yeah, amazing phones. The, Obviously, when we talk about uh, Matrix Lo- Reloaded, the, the Samsung phone in that one as well, the Matrix phone. Yeah, yeah. That's actually even nicer. That's insane. Yeah, that's actually even nicer. Um, but, like, story-wise, it, it's just... Oh my you God. can't... The thing is, you can't poke any holes into the story. It's a very well-crafted... Yeah, it's, it's so well-written. Like, how Morpheus explains what humans are to the robots... Yeah. It's oh, what about that theory? Mind. That theory of Neo that we were talking about. So, so we were talking about Neo being because you remember, as you remember in the movie, Morpheus was telling him that, about the man that was born inside the Matrix. Yeah. And he was the one that originally released them. Like he was the one who originally um, freed the the first exactly. humans. Wow, that's a thing. And I think it was just. Yeah, Neo. and you yeah, and then you said it was Neo, and I, I was think, like, yeah. I think Neo's just getting so he's, obviously yeah, getting like like rec- not re- not cloned, but getting um re- what is it? what would be the word rebooted rebooted literally rebooted yeah. um over and over. So that makes complete sense as to why they called him the One. Yeah. Because he always was the One, if you get yeah. what I mean, from the very beginning. He just doesn't know it. Another real interesting thing is. How many parts of the Matrix were not included in the Matrix, but obviously when Warner Brothers expanded the trilogy, mm. how many of those parts were put into the second, third movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. thinking more about it, and obviously when we talk about Reloaded and Revolutions, mm. um, they get a lot of hate. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> and it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting once we'll watch the other ones yeah. tonight and the next couple of days. But... It just it's so interesting there's there's so many things that always takes me back to the matrix it's a very detailed film yeah movie and it's it's one of those movies where i think lots of people will still be talking yeah well we are generations yeah <laughs> i mean we're, we're perfect examples <laughs> i mean we're, we're talking about it now and it was like, a movie that released in like, 1999 it's crazy like um when you look at Neo's desk, there's there's so many things on his desk that you're like, oh my god, I never saw that before. He's got two notebooks in there called Neo. Yeah. Neo's. Yeah, Neo's notebooks. Not even yeah. that. Just just other things as well. It's just crazy. Yeah. There's just there, there really is so much to to get from this film. Like, re, like if you're if you're a religious person, if you're a spiritual person. Yeah. Um, because you know, I mean, that that that. Okay, so I I used to. I mean, this is just a side note. I used to be a moderator on one of the bigger um, matrix boards that used to be around at that time and a lot of people a lot of the people that came to that forum were christians because they believed that the matrix well, when you think about it the matrix it film was show. a coming again story yeah. of essentially jesus christ because when you think about it um him being the one especially in the second and third films you can really see how he yeah progresses. you can see the growth of it yeah um but not like just, the whole story. I would say not even that. I would say it can it can be a lot of different things. Mm. But I think that's, that's the beauty beautiful. of cinema. Yeah. 
That's, and you that, have to interpret of how it. you envision it. Yeah. Exactly. They could have just. <laughs> it would be hilarious if they just went. Oh, we thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we it, did deep it really down, like... we thinking yeah. something else. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of cinema. Yeah. And also the beauty of fandoms. And fandoms, yeah. yeah. And I think the Matrix fandom was pretty wild. Yep. And it's Honestly. heyday. Jeez. A lot of trench coats. <laughs> A lot of dark glasses in summer. <laughs> in winter, you in mean? In winter. <laughs> of... Yeah. So this is a question for you. Yeah. Do you think like, and it's been posed several several times before. Why do you think they were wearing dark glasses glasses inside the yeah, matrix? Yeah. You know what? I, I think it's to hide their identity, but I think it's. I think it's to stop the glare. Yeah, of the green. From the code. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I I, I came up with that by the way. I think also looks cool as well. And yeah, and it looks cool. As well. Yeah. But some of those glasses were like Morpheus glasses. I just couldn't take it. I just oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy does not like Morpheus's. You know the glasses. The that way he that he dressed. The mirror was, glasses. The, the way for his dress was tight. Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. But the glasses. But and the glasses. can I please have a pair of Neo's boots? Thank you. Ah. Uh, yeah. The um. The... Not not the middle not the middle cape uh, middle toes. Yeah. What do they call it? the middle top? Was it? Like, you know, he used to... Steel toe. Steel toe. Not those it. ones. Steel capped. Yeah, not the steel capped ones, the ones yeah. that he wears on the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Those ones, <laughs> those ones are amazing. I want a pair of those. Jesus. There's, there's so many depths to this movie. I just, I love it. We and could probably, you know, we could talk probably about, talk you know, about this for another hour, but um, we're not going to. But I think it's I think it's important, even for people who are not a big fan of these movies, or to, to always... Take a chance, revisit them. Obviously, we think The Matrix is an important movie. Like, it is. It really is. But it's interesting to see it again, seeing how well has actually aged, especially incredibly in the 90s. Well. Yeah, incredibly well. It's, yeah, I, mean, I was like, actually Like, like really Jeremy made a really good point about Blade. I, okay, Blade was a good 10 years before. No, it wasn't. It was uh, 1998. Oh, oh, was it? It was 1998. 1998. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I thought it was. But it's one of those older. movies where the majority of it is aged really well mm. apart from one scene yeah yeah and that scene just let it down yeah big time well yeah i mean it's cool i mean like i i the thing is you don't really it's, okay so the, but the big difference between the matrix and blade is that you don't you don't go to blade to see special effects you go to blade to watch the kick-ass martial arts that wesley snipes does oh and, my God. but in the yeah. matrix you do in the matrix it's very much a visual thing so you are looking for the, for those visual um, you know those visual stimulus uh, stimuli that that make you interested even more interested in the film. Whereas with Blade, it's not like really like yeah. That. I you was just actually quite I was actually quite impressed by the Matrix. It's a lot of practical effects. I would assume. Yeah, it's amazing, and they had apart from bullet time and stuff like that. Yeah, and they had yeah, and they had Wu Ping, who was the choreo uh, choreographer. It's amazing. Who did all the fight choreography? Yeah. So, yeah. That's um, our rewatch, and re we'll be doing yeah. We we will be revisiting rewatches in future episodes, um, because we think it's really important to talk about older movies that still stand the test of time today. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so yep. much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.